from the CPRI Knowledge Hub and CPRIHub.org. This is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today we're exploring deeper learning, a range of academic knowledge and personal skills that many believe can prepare students for greater success later in life. The National Research Council actually published a report saying that these skills are associated with longer-term outcomes, better workforce outcomes, better college outcomes. But what was really lacking was a, a rigorous study of the impacts of deeper learning. And so that was our goal going in. We're speaking with AIR researchers Jordan Rickles and Christina Zeiser, who recently led a study of 16 high schools that have adopted a school-wide approach to deeper learning. They joined CPRI Knowledge Hub Managing Editor Keith Humiller to discuss their findings. In terms of college enrollment, we found that 53% of the students in the network schools attended some post-secondary institution, and that's about three percentage points higher than the rate for the comparison group. And some key takeaways for school leaders, teachers, policymakers, and other stakeholders hoping to promote deeper learning in their own schools. Some of the strategies that the schools in the study commonly use to foster deeper learning included things like project-based learning, internship opportunities, collaborative group work, longer-term cumulative assessments, aspects that lots of different schools could try to implement and not necessarily take on a formal approach to deeper learning. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hi, and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Humeller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, I'm happy to be joined by two exceptional researchers from the American Institutes for Research, or AIR. We have Jordan Rickles, Principal Researcher. Hi, Jordan. Hi. And we have Christina Zeiser, Senior Researcher. Welcome, Christina. Hello. So you both recently co-authored a fascinating study on the concept of deeper learning. Uh, it was just published in Educational Evaluation and Policy Analysis titled Promoting Deeper Learning in High School, Evidence of Opportunities and Outcome. The study analyzes 16 high schools which had implemented a school-wide approach to encourage deeper learning. So for those listeners who may not be familiar, Christina, can you describe what deeper learning is? Sure. Uh, So we use uh, the Hewlett Foundation's definition of deeper learning, which really considers the combination of a deep understanding of core academic content the ability to apply that understanding to novel problems and situations, and the development of a range of competencies, including some interpersonal competencies, such as collaboration and communication, as well as intrapersonal competencies, such as academic mindsets or self-efficacy. Great. And do we know anything about deeper learning at this point? What had prior research said, if anything, about the concept? And what were you hoping to understand in your study? Sure. So uh, in the early phase of our study, the National Research Council actually published a report called Education for Life and Work. And in that report, they summarized a lot of the research uh, looking at what we call deeper learning, but really has been called many different things, such as 21st century skills, social emotional learning. And what they presented in that report was uh, a lot of correlational research saying that these skills are associated with uh, longer term outcomes, better workforce outcomes, better college outcomes. Uh, But what was really lacking was a a rigorous study of the impacts of deeper learning. And so that was our goal going in. Ours was a proof-of-concept study. We wanted to find schools that were implementing a school-wide approach to deeper learning and see if, in these best-case scenarios, if there was an impact on longer-term student outcomes. 
Gotcha. And Jordan, uh, we'll turn to you. Can you give us maybe a general overview of the study? Curious to know how you went about analyzing deeper learning in these schools. Yeah. So as Chrissy mentioned, the study really aimed to determine whether students who attended high schools with a mature and at least moderately well-implemented approach to promoting deeper learning experience, greater deeper learning opportunities and outcomes than they would have if they had not attended these schools. Uh, in, in particular, we sought to determine the extent to which attending a school that promotes deeper learning affects uh, students' opportunities to engage in the deeper learning process. So, for example, opportunities for collaboration and interdisciplinary learning, as well as students' deeper learning competencies, which includes cognitive, interpersonal, and intrapersonal skills. Uh, and then ultimately, students' likelihood of graduating from high school and pursuing a post-secondary education. And so to do this, we first identified 16 high schools that were part of a school network that promotes deeper learning and that the network representatives identified as moderate to high implementers of the network's approach. Uh, and so these 16 schools were located um, across five California school districts and New York City. And then for each school, we define the student sample as students who enter ninth grade between the 2007-08 school year and the 2010-11 school years. Uh, so that's four student cohorts that we followed. And we followed them through the 2015-16 school year. And that's when the oldest student cohort was five years removed from when they're expected to graduate from high school. And the youngest cohort was two years removed from that expected high school graduation date. Because we could not employ a randomized or experimental study, a critical challenge was how to identify a reasonable comparison group. Uh, in other words, we needed a way to approximate how students who attended one of the network schools would have done in high school and beyond if they had attended a more traditional school instead. So to come up with that comparison group, we first identified a comparison school for each of the network schools. The comparison schools were located in the same geographic area as the paired network school, and that's usually the same district, uh, and served a similar student population. Uh, one thing to note is that because the network schools tend to utilize small school size as a way to promote deeper learning, the network schools were on average smaller than the match comparison schools. And then um, for each network comparison school pair, we statistically adjusted for differences in student demographics and prior achievement so that students in the network schools are essentially compared to similar students who attended a high school the network school students may have attended if they did not attend the network school, <laughs> if that makes any sense. One limitation of the study, kind of as we talk about the findings, is that because we cannot randomly assign students to schools, you know, we can only say the network and comparison students are similar in terms of the demographics and prior achievement measures that we had available to us. And so it's possible students are different in other ways we cannot observe, and those potential differences could influence the results. Though um, we do feel fairly strongly that the study we put together kind of does represent one of the more rigorous tests of deeper learning to date. And keeping that caveat in mind, you did discover a number of positive outcomes associated with deeper learning in these schools in your study. 
beginning uh, with a couple of big ones, specifically high school graduation and college enrollment. Can you just talk about those findings a little bit? Yes, that's right. We found that the on-time high school graduation rate for students who attended a network school was about 65%, which sounds low, but was about seven percentage points higher than the graduation rate for the comparison group. And um, note that graduation rate of 65%, that's kind of our study-defined rate. There's limitations in how we track students over time and the data we receive from school districts. So don't um, consider that kind of the official graduation rate per se. But within the study, we found this positive seven percentage point uh, difference. And then in terms of college enrollment, uh, we found that 53% of the students in the network schools attended some post-secondary institution, and that's uh, about three percentage points higher than the rate for the comparison group. And that difference is primarily due to the higher rate of enrollment in four-year colleges, where 22% of the network school students enrolled in a four-year college, uh, compared to 18% of the comparison students. Wow. Students in these schools also had greater access to deeper learning opportunities and reported stronger competency in some specific domains. Can you talk about those a little bit? Yeah, so let's start with the opportunities, uh, which we measured with a student survey given to two of the student cohorts when they were in 11th or 12th grade. And while you know the network schools in our study were selected because they used approaches to promote deeper learning, uh, it was important for us to kind of establish that these approaches actually provided students with more opportunities to engage in deeper learning activities. If that was not the case, then it would be hard for us to attribute student outcomes to the actual promotion of deeper learning. Uh, So this is kind of one of the first things we wanted to to look at. And so with the survey, we asked both the network and comparison students about the activities they engaged in as part of their core content classes and used those responses to create nine measures of deeper learning opportunities. Uh, These measures include things like the opportunity for complex problem solving, uh, creative thinking, collaboration, uh, and real-world connections. Uh, for all nine measures, we found statistically significant effects, uh, with the network students reporting greater opportunities than the comparison students. And these differences range from about a quarter to half a standard deviation, with the largest differences for opportunities for collaboration and uh, interdisciplinary learning. For the competencies, we were interested in both cognitive competencies as well as what we call interpersonal and intrapersonal competencies. To measure the cognitive competencies, we administered the PISA-based test for schools to those two cohorts of students that were in 11th or 12th grade. And that test was designed to measure students' higher order skills in reading, math, and science. And so for those cognitive measures, we found statistically significant positive effects on reading, math, and science. And for each of the three subject areas, network school students scored about a tenth of a standard deviation higher than the comparison students on average. Then for the uh, interpersonal and interpersonal competencies, we again used the student survey to create eight measures. And we found statistically significant positive effects for four of the eight measures. This included uh, collaboration skills, academic engagement, motivation to learn, and self-efficacy. 
And those effects range from about 0.12 to 0.2 standard deviations. But we did find non-significant differences for the other four measures. Uh, And those four measures were creative thinking, locus of control, perseverance, and self-management. And it's not entirely clear why we had significant effects for some of the competencies and not others. Essentially, these are signs that there's definitely something going on here, but uh, clearly more work to be done. Sure. But given the the wide range of significant impacts that you did find, I'm, I'm curious about maybe some takeaways or some implications we might be able to draw from your work. Um, Christina, given that this is a, a relatively focused study, do you think there are takeaways here for maybe school leaders, teachers, policymakers, or any other stakeholders who are hoping to help students develop these kind of deeper learning skills? So, yeah, as you mentioned, this is a study that included a very select sample of schools, schools that had a school-wide focus on deeper learning that were associated with the deeper learning networks. But that said, I think there is a lot that we can take away from this study, uh, specifically that schools that do focus on these competencies uh, do result in different student outcomes, better student outcomes, higher graduation rates, higher rates of post-secondary enrollment. Acknowledging that the schools in our study were largely smaller in size, we're not sure at this point what rollout of these uh, this focus on deeper learning would look like in a larger traditional high school. So I think that's an area for future research. Although we cannot speak to uh, what it would look like in a larger school, I think that our results do point to specific practices such as interdisciplinary learning and uh, opportunities for students to learn how to learn, opportunities for real-world connections. Uh, We have other research that we have conducted that's not uh, published in this paper that shows that just experiences with those opportunities are related to positive student outcomes regardless of the type of school that students attend. And so I think that our research in general does show a promise that these practices can lead to more positive student outcomes, but clearly more research is needed to to see how it looks in different educational contexts. I'm curious if promotion of these deeper learning skills is something that high schools maybe can adopt at an informal level. I know the schools that you studied um, had a real uh, school-wide focus on promoting deeper learning, but are there elements of this that can be adopted maybe in a, in a, a less formal way? That's a very good question. So, as I mentioned, all, all of the schools in our study either did or did not have a school-wide focus on deeper learning, but deeper learning really happens at the classroom level. And so, even in our comparison schools, we're certain that, that students were experiencing opportunities for deeper learning, especially opportunities for collaboration. That's going to happen at the classroom level, regardless of the label that we put on schools. And so, yes, I think we, in general, the general research, we, as well as the Hewlett Foundation, has asked, how do we measure the level of deeper learning that's happening within schools, in all schools, in all traditional schools? And some of the deeper learning networks, such as High Tech High, has been trying to document when deeper learning is happening across different school contexts, including opportunities for collaboration or uh, portfolios, longer-term assessments. Um, there are definitely aspects of deeper learning that are happening in a variety of school settings. And I think our research shows that there is evidence to support that this will lead to better student outcomes, but the future research will have to see whether it's similarly effective in the, the different school contexts. And uh, I just wanted to add one thing. Some of the strategies that the schools in the study commonly use to foster deeper learning included things like project-based learning. Uh, internship opportunities, 
collaborative group work, longer term cumulative assessments, uh, as well as kind of formal advisories where students and advisors were regularly meeting um, with each other. So these are different strategies that lots of different schools could try to implement and not necessarily take on a formal approach to deeper learning per se. Sure. And Christina, you touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious if you think there are avenues here for future research in this area, either from your team or or others who might be interested in deeper learning. Yes. um, In fact, we have a partnership with the American Educational Research Association where we are hosting uh, three new cohorts of early career fellows who will be analyzing our deeper learning data to address research questions such as, are we appropriately measuring opportunities for deeper learning and these deeper learning competencies through the student survey? What does this look like for different subgroups of students? Uh, We've done some preliminary research looking at uh, differences by race, ethnicity, or gender, making sure that these relationships are similar across student subgroups, uh, but these future cohorts of AERA deeper learning fellows will further explore the data uh, to address these types of uh, issues. In addition, we received funding from the Hewlett Foundation to look at longer-term student outcomes. Uh, Jordan mentioned that we currently have outcomes up to five years after expected high school graduation, uh, but we are currently putting together a survey to look at civic engagement outcomes and early workforce outcomes now that students are up to six years uh, outside of uh, expected high school graduation. And so we are uh, currently pursuing work looking at longer-term outcomes, uh, as I mentioned, civic engagement workforce and longer-term college outcomes. But beyond our research, I think uh, more research needs to be done both in looking at how deeper learning is implemented and the effectiveness of deeper learning in traditional school settings, a wider variety of locations, uh, both in terms of urbanicity. Um, Most of our schools were, in fact, in urban areas, but it would be interesting to uh, see how deeper learning plays out in rural areas where perhaps opportunities for internships, for example, aren't as readily available. And also, you know, one detriment to looking at longer-term outcomes is that our students attended high school approximately 10 years ago. And so more current research uh, is warranted to see how deeper learning is playing out under the current uh, political uh, structure, under the current education policies, both at the federal and local levels, um, and to just continue seeing how deeper learning is playing out both at the classroom level, the school level, and in terms of state policies that are adapting to address uh, federal requirements. Well, it certainly seems like a concept worthy of, of further study, especially given the findings that you, you have here. So for those who would like to learn more about deeper learning, there's a wealth of information on the AIR website, and that's at AIR.org slash deeper learning. You can also read Jordan and Christina's new paper titled uh, Promoting Deeper Learning in High School, Evidence of Opportunities and Outcomes in the journal Educational Evaluation and Policy Analysis. Jordan Rickles and Christina Zeiser, it's been a pleasure speaking with you both today. Great, same here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes of this podcast, or to subscribe to this series, visit us at cprehub.org. That's c-p-r-e-hub.org. To share thoughts on today's episode or to suggest future topics, follow us on Twitter at CPreHub.